Are we live? We are live. All right. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Bunker Buddies podcast, where we'll talk about cryptids, conspiracies, mysteries, and a bunch more. I'm one of your co-hosts, Blackout Brandon. I'm your other co-host, JD. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to get right into this week's episode. The, uh, actually, do you think we should talk about more of what we're about before we start getting into this week's episode? Yeah, go for it. Let's talk about it. All right. So one of the things that... Um, we're going to be talking about uh, cryptids, mysteries, like I said, cryptids, mysteries, conspiracies. Um, we want to start this week off with something that has kind of a re- resolution on it, you know, just to get us toe-dipping in the water. We're going to go over the facts about it, the history, the lore, everything, and then we're going to talk about several of the possible theories and then what we personally think is the, the truth, and then go back and forth about it. I think that sums it up. All right. Well, this week is going to be the Chupacabra, something that I have experience with if you want to call it that you know what i'm saying you know we, we out here and we out here in the in the mojave wasteland i mean desert so um yeah so everyone get your conspiracy theory hats on oh i forgot about the cor- that's fine and <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's get crack one open yeah crack one open so this is what i'm going to introduce to the podcast some of you who may know me from youtube I do a lot of drinking and beer reviews. This one is going to be our Beer of Podcast, or BOP. So this BOP is our Arnold Palmer Spiked. This, if you don't know what Arnold Palmer is, it's half iced tea, half lemonade, all alcohol. 5%. <laughs> Not bad. So as a first sip, you've never had this one before. How do you, get, how do you like it? I like it. I almost feel like it feels like there's going to be a little bit more lemonade. Maybe that's because I drink so much Arnold Palmer that I know what the taste is supposed to taste like. Oh, no. This almost... is definitely a lot of <laughs> lemonade. I would prefer more uh, iced tea to it. However, do you taste the alcohol? Barely. And Barely. that's the thing is, you know how the lemonade usually comes in and is an aftertaste at the end of your Arnold Palmer? It almost tastes like that replaces the aftertaste of the alcohol, but barely. Just barely. It is 5%. It is one pint. It is eight fluid ounces. So mm-hmm. it'll get you there. I definitely think. All right. Now that we got to our bop, let's dive into the El Chupacabra. All right. So before we go into the facts, let's talk about what was when was the first time you ever heard about the Chupacabra? The first time I heard about the Chupacabra, Mm -hmm. I would probably be probably about like seven. All right. Is when I heard about it. What about you? Um, I want to say the first time I probably heard about it was. There was a Scooby-Doo movie that had it in it, didn't it? Yes, there was. (laughs) I'm so glad you brought this up. All right, yeah. So there was a Scooby-Doo movie, and I think that was the first time... Oh my god, I just realized that the camera's slightly off-kilter. I gotta fix that before I lose my mind. All right, you wanna go fix that? Technical difficulties. Oh, but but that's so crazy that you brought up Scooby-Doo, because a lot of what we're gonna talk about throughout this podcast series... I can connect to Scooby-Doo because Scooby-Doo had so many cryptids and so many like out-of-the-world things. I mean, we eventually, I would love to talk about Roswell, and there's a Scooby-Doo movie based in Roswell, New Mexico, and guess what? They run into aliens. <laughs> oh, aliens can be like multiple episodes alone. Oh, we could, we could break down aliens so many different ways, but yes, Scooby-Doo and cryptids and the unknown, there's so much, especially because... They are the mystery ink, and I think that dives a lot into what we want to do. All right. So um, before we continue with the chupacabra, I feel like it's also. So why why do you think is uh, let's talk about what what what's your background as far as like what's your what's your experience in terms of content? Because I 
I'll get into mine, but let's go with yours first. All right. Uh, going into my content, um, currently I'm doing a lot of YouTube uh, of my own. JD, if you want to find find me on YouTube, it's just JD. Um, or if you want to go to my other channel that I'm part of, it's called Faded Family Entertainment. Uh, we're all about just drinking, beer reviews, doing challenges. Uh, one of the more popular challenges that I've recently done has been the, uh, the one chip challenge. Oh. I've done the, the hot wings, uh, hot ones challenge. I've done the whole lineup going all the way from the classic to the bomb all the way up to the final dab. Definitely would recommend trying at least once. All right. Um, and then I've done other obscure ones, like I've done the 4x4x4 challenge from In-N-Out. What's the 4x4x4 challenge? Uh, to see how fast you can eat, I believe it's eat three 4x4s. All right, what are the 4x4s? I've never had so, those. So, if you've ever been to In-N-Out, West Coast thing. What's up, West Coast? <laughs> um, In-N-Out has this thing called the 4x4 where it is... Patty, cheese, patty, cheese, patty, cheese. It is four slices of cheese, four patties, and a burger. Mm -hmm. So you got to eat four of those as fast as you can. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's obscure challenges that I like to do like that. Uh, I have another podcast that I do with Faded Family. It's called Slurred Speech. Basically, <laughs> we, we, we do about a minimum of six beers a podcast. All right. And just kind of like catch up, see where we are, uh, talk about like highlights, main points that have been going on. All right. Yeah. Forgive me for I'm going to try and um, do my... Um, Not adjust yourself. You get comfortable. I hope all of you are comfortable. Let us know what you're sipping on. Let us know what you guys want to see in the future. Please let oh, us yeah. know. Oh, yeah. And if you're not watching this live on twitch.tv slash blackoutbrandon, we're going to try and do it every other Saturday at approximately 6.30. See how that goes. Yeah. This intro is going to be a little long, but once we start diving in and once we get more episodes going, this will be a little bit smoother. Yeah. Um, but this is really just to kind of get to know each other and get into our first topic. So let me know. What, what have you been doing? What is your media experience? All right. So mostly, um, I mostly, as you can't tell from the whole USEC, uh, oh wait, that's no step on snack, USEC, um, a fast MT replica. Um, I, I stream a lot of video games, specifically, uh, Escape from Tarkov, any kind of like mill simmy sort of thing, ready or not, please stuff. Um, Recently, been getting a lot into the aerial stuff, but I haven't. I have not put out content in a long time. I think it's been like four months. Okay. So this will be my first dip back into content, and I part of my whole persona online is the tactical dude just playing video games on the internet. <laughs> Love that. All right. So, um, whenever you first heard about the Chupacabra, what did it, how? Did it stick with you when you first saw it in Scooby-Doo, or did, was it something that popped back up later? It, it was definitely something that stuck with me, because I was like, this is so crazy. And especially when I got older, I heard different variations of what the Chupacabra was. Mm -hmm. From what I understood growing up, uh, I got more of the Texas Chupacabra compared to the uh, Puerto Rico version. Mm -hmm. And the main difference is the Texas one, I would definitely compare to a coyote with mange yeah um it's very dog-like uh very canine-like in that aspect where the puerto rico one is very reptilian almost like an alien pet is almost what i've like heard a, it, described an as. alien pet yeah and we're gonna we're gonna dive into that and we're, we're gonna compare those a little bit more but that's kind of really what i understood All growing right. up it was more canine-like so um there was two uh, mexican folk stories that my parents told or my grandparents told my dad and one of them was the um 
can't remember her name. La Llorona. The, the, because they lived next to a creek and my, my brother and my, or my dad and his brother would, you know, goof off in the creek like a bunch of kids and they would, um, my grandma, that's the only way she can get him to come inside. And the other one was El Chupacabra. You know, um, they lived in Southern Arizona. It was just kind of like, mm-hmm. there was part of their culture too at that point. And whenever I saw the Chupacabra on there, my dad would tell me the stories about how he saw one in the woods just to, just to scare me as a kid. And, you know, that didn't really stick with me until um, one day I was at school. Now, we, um, our school was kind of like, what was interesting about our school is there was a very, like, it was a small school. I'm talking we had three grades per classroom, and there was 30 total kids in there, despite the fact it was three grades. So um, it was pretty small, and it was uh, literally like, if you if you could get a, top, a bird's eye view, the road came like this. Here was the school, and behind it was mountains. And so, like, literally, you there was desert and then mountains. And so, okay. one day, we weren't allowed to leave because there was an animal outside. Like, it was it was 310, and they were like, hey, unless your parents are coming to pick you up, we can't take you to the buses right now. There's an animal outside. And so, a lot of the teachers were talking about it, and they didn't want to tell us kids at the time, but they got pictures of the Chupacabra. And I'll try and find a, vi- a picture... Um, online oh who's that what level pmc are you oh, i'm a level 12 pmc so you know i don't have access to the flea market i still got this crappy um airsoft helmet instead of the real one <laughs> that's one of my friends that i was talking to um if you want like i said if you want to be part of the part of the conversation go ahead and watch us live on twitch.tv slash blackoutbrandon every other saturday at 6 30 uh, mountain standard time yeah about yeah um, so yeah, that was my first, that's more of her, that, that's her story I, I remember from Scooby-Doo, came back and was like, oh shit, is that real? <laughs> that's whenever I started thinking about it, so yeah, that was, that was my first experience with it. Okay. Alright. So I really like that. So, now that we kind of get our, each other's experience about what this, uh, or at least our experience of what the Chupacabra is. Um, I kind of really want to break down what is a chupacabra. For people at home, if you guys don't know, um, it really translates down to goat sucker. Chupa to suck, uh, cabra, goats, goat sucker. Uh, This, what I think is very interesting, back in the 90s, this was actually coined by a comedian. Oh, I remember hearing about that one. Yeah, It was a Puerto Rican comedian who coined this term as as talking about um, these these ongoing events in Puerto Rico where farmers would find their livestock uh, basically diminished and all their blood would be sucked out of these goats. So the comedian went up on stage and basically coined the term chupacabra. This upset a couple people. Uh, I'm really bad at names. I'm, I'm totally not going to be able to name the comedian. Mm-hmm. But there is a scientist who is also working on, the, <laughs> on trying to coin a name for the chupacabra <laughs> and he could not get it. And his was an acronym. I don't even remember. I think acronym. I wrote it down. Um, okay, if you can find the acronym for me. But there was a scientist who was trying to use... EBOS. EBOS. He was trying to use the term EBOS, which was basically an acronym for like an, an alien. Right? Um, what, did, what, did we, what did I say it was? It was in... EBOS was the... Yeah, you'll find it. Um, it was called Alien Biological Entity, is what they were trying to get a Spanish acronym for it. 
Yeah, so they tried to do that. It did not stick. So Chupacabra stuck. Um, and again, I say the 90s because the first recorded um, event of this was back in 1995 mm-hmm. in Puerto Rico. So I think that's really recent. And this is why I, I'm very on the skeptic side. Mm. I, I'm I'm not a full believer in this. I think there there's a plausibility in the Chupacabra. What do you think? So, yeah, um, I think it's... Um inexplainable sort of cryptid if that makes sense and we'll get into that as we talk about the the possibilities and what i thought was really cool about that is they were talking like puerto rico you know they had this weird thing that they were um getting into this was right after the hurricane that hit puerto rico in the 90s i don't remember what the name of the hurricane was at the time um and right after that they had a bunch of goat suckers that that they um their livestock was left dead now people like did were they really dry blood or did they just get um gutted basically and all the blood came out so there's a little bit of skepticism on that but um what is known there was a huge surge in the amount of animals that just died by wildlife which could be attributed to wildlife being sorry kicked up by the hurricane and everything like that so it's something to look at but Mm -hmm. um it was really cool that um at the same time all of these sightings about a reptile with a spiny back and um, kind of large eyes was very, very similar to a movie that was put out that was actually very popular in Puerto Rico at the time. That was wherever it was released in Puerto Rico. Yes. And I can't remember the name of it. Um, it had something to do with a, like an alien girl that... Um, I think it was called Species. I think it was. I All right. Think, yeah. And so, yeah, that was, that was an interesting thing. Is, so... Uh, the actual, I think it was the governor of Puerto Rico, the leader of Puerto Rico. It got so bad, and he believed it so much that he he got him and all of his government to try and hunt this thing, hunt these things down. Not one was turned up. Not one. Yeah, it was. Like, he took like a year to do this, right? Yeah, he, over a course of a year, him and his entire government looked for these things. But you know how governments work. You know, supposedly they went and looked for it, but mm-hmm. I have no reason to believe they didn't. Now this this varies when you come into the actual inlands of the United States. Yes. And we compared this to the Texas Chupacabra. Um, in Texas, when it was first reported, I want to say back in 03, um, yeah. one of the first main sightings was more canine-like. It still had that spine. It was, it was very hairless, but it had spikes on its back, very similar to the reptilian, and it was doing the same thing. It was sucking goats. Yep. And um, she said. (laughs) (laughs) If you listen to this on Spotify, you'll hear that. But I got this nice uh, D-pad. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, he just hit the buttons on us. But what I think is really interesting about this is that it varies so much from the description of Chupacabra to we had... We also had people, not the government, but we had people go out and look for these, and we found some. Yeah. Now, this is where it gets a little dicey. These creatures that we found very much are similar to coyotes and wolves that have bred and that have very severe mange. Yes. And so do we want to um, – let's go into some of the uh, – somewhere we're going – I'm going to go ahead and show the video, but there was a cop that was chasing one, on his, and his dash cam was catching – I'm talking like, you know how cop dash cams are. It's not 1080p, but it's still yeah. 480p, 60 frames a second. It's not bad quality. 
and you can clearly see that whenever I'm not, I'm sure you've seen plenty of coyotes, you know, they don't have a, a square jaw, but they definitely don't have a pointy one. Yeah. And um, whenever you walk, whenever you look, that was one of the things that always got me whenever I saw the real chupacabra whenever I was a kid and every now and then since then is they have a very pointy snout and rounded ears, yes. which is strange because whenever, whenever you see a coyote, whenever you see a wolf, they have very pointed ears and a not super pointed snout, but you can see whenever he turns his head in that camera, he gives a straight profile to the dash cam. And it does not look like a coyote. And yeah. um, there was this one woman who, um, she was, she's a taxidermist. And, no, she's not a tax, she's a hunter. So she's hunted everything from elephants to, or maybe not elephants. She's hunted a lot of stuff. And she gets them, yes. they're basically stuffed as trophies. Yeah, very high game hunting yeah. is what she's, she does for. She's, she's hunted all her life. She, you know, she, she's not a wildlife expert that's certified in any way. But whenever you spend... But she wouldn't know a difference between a coyote and a wolf. Yeah. To and a so, yeah. And the thing is, she didn't go hunting for the chupacabra. What happened was her animals were getting sucked, and she knew there was a bobcat in the area, so she killed the bobcat. Well, the same night she killed the bobcat, her her animals were still dying. Yeah. And so she goes, oh, well, well, shit. <laughs> and so she went out, and she found this. And after she found it, <clears throat> what I thought was really cool... Was did you did you hear about the DNA test? Yes, I did. So go go ahead, explain it for everybody okay. who's listening. So the DNA test on this um, on this one that she eventually got was, it was a mixture of not only a coyote, but also a wolf, and at least two other animals. And you could say, okay, one or two of the animals could have been, um, or no, it was a Mexican a coyote, uh, Mexican wolf, a coyote. Was it another canine and two other animals? I want to say it was another canine and two other animals. I want to say one was close or crossed to a, an American boar. Okay. Which um, I know they could they could say two of them could have... The reason why two of those um, uh, DNA samples could have ended up on the skin or the blood was because of them eating it. Because, yes. you know, they, they do eat dead animals all the time. Yes. But the, the fact that so many were in its... Um, on its skin just didn't make sense. Yes. And so the theory that so we'll we'll go ahead and we'll talk about the theories now. So let's start with theories. Into the theories. All right, all right. So do we want to start with the most grounded or the most outlandish first? So let's start we'll we'll, we'll start with this one cuz we're on this story. All right. So what is her theory of what this animal is? So her theory, and this is the one I most prescribe to, is that it is most most likely the true chupacabra sightings. The true chupacabra is a mixture of a just a almost like a mule. All right, so a mixture between two two or three different kinds of animals that isn't supposed to breed that cannot produce offsprings after it. Yeah. Therefore, it does exist, but it is so diseased and mutated. That not only does its pack kick it out, but it has a hard time surviving as it is, and it eventually just dies out in the middle of the wilderness, and that's the end of it. And so that was that's her theory. That's why she think that's what she thinks it is. Okay. And that is what the theory I prescribe to. It helps line up a lot of things in terms of um, at least the American sightings. Yes. 
because you could almost say that the American sightings in the on the main continent are completely different than the ones on in Puerto Rico. Yes. Yes. So, um, and actually, like my girlfriend has a couple of pictures and videos of one that they saw recently, mm-hmm. and that one looks like. I wouldn't say it looks like the chupacabra that we that I saw as a kid and that um that um that she taxidermied and everything. Yes. But there was definitely a couple of times where it was like, you know, this could be a manged coyote. If you look at all the videos that are attributed to this kind of sighting, it could very well be a manged coyote or it could be that hybrid animal that they were talking about. Yes. And so that's what's really hard is like you have several of the DNA tests whenever people hunted these things it's like oh no that's just an animal with a crap ton of mange but you also have a couple of sightings where it's like no this is this is a cross between like three different animals and it shouldn't exist but it does yeah so what i think is really interesting about this and i'm gonna uh, tag along on what you were saying but people do say that these are coyotes or wolves with mange uh the biggest thing that the biggest red flag that i see with this is that the behavioral patterns do not match those mm-hmm. of coyotes with mange. Um, if you are in the Havasu area of Arizona, we have several coyotes running around with mange. If you go out to our local golf course, there is a, a, a single coyote with mange who has made himself a, a local resident. Yes. And I've seen him multiple times. Um, actually, I haven't seen him since about probably January when... Probably died. When I was, <laughs> yeah, when I was riding around. But he was out there almost every day that I went through that golf course delivery. Mm-hmm. So I know he's out there. Um, but that's my biggest thing is that couldn't be mange. And if it is, how severe is this mange that we are not aware of it? And is it affecting other animals this way? That was also the weird thing is like you've seen an animal with mange and it has still hair along its back. Yeah. And there are there is hair. And whenever they got that thing taxidermied, there wasn't a lack of hair. It was just fuzz, yeah. which was weird because, like, mange doesn't just, like, make the this, this hair shorter. It stops you from being able to grow it. It stops it yeah. at the root. So these, um, at least the one that she captured and yeah. or that she killed and the other one that um, they got. Oh, I got salsa all over my nags. <laughs> all over your vest. Oh, no. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Sad trombone. Ready to get you a bib next time. (laughs) So yeah, we had... That's the... Where was I? We were talking about mange. Okay, so yeah, that was the problem is that these um, chupacabras didn't have... They still had hair. So mange didn't make sense. And on top of that, whenever she got that thing DNA tested, there was no disease on the skin. Yes. Sorry. You're good. So yeah, that's that's why it's kind of hard to distinguish what is a quote-unquote real chupacabra versus what is a coyote-manged animal. All right. So we're going to dive into more of these conspiracy theories because there are quite a few of them. And we're going to go with the with the CIA or the alien. So there's there's a lot that goes into this. I mean, like people here in the U.S. call, or in the mainland of the U.S., call the chupacabra the Bigfoot of the Southwest. I don't necessarily... The what? The Bigfoot of the Southwest. Oh, yeah, I've heard I, that I, I don't necessarily consider that to be the thing because I think what we should talk about first is a big popular one, especially in Puerto Rico, especially after uh, the hurricane that hit there, is, is this a type of an alien? 
A lot of people believe that this was an alien. But is it smart enough to be an actual alien that was capable of space travel? I do not believe so. I believe that this was a pet that was brought here with an alien, like almost like an alien dog that was brought to Earth and was left behind. Because how many times have you seen people from out of state come to Lake Havasu and just leave their dog (laughs) on vacation? It happens way too much. It's very sad. Uh, Go adopt a dog because our pounds are full. Yeah, but not if you're traveling. Adopt a dog. When you stay at home for like a year with it, all right? Exactly. Don't travel. (laughs) Don't travel if you're not going to bring a dog to and fro. All right, so before we continue with with this, is this the theory you personally prescribe to? No. Okay. I I actually prescribe to the one that you you talked about. I I do think that this comes back to the coyote-wolf-bat hybrid kind of thing. Um, But I have a little bit more that I also... This is where I split. All right. I was prescribed to that. But I also split it with this next theory. Okay. Which I think is the most interesting one because I I think the more we move on in years, the more information is released due to confidentiality. All right. Uh, because we learned a lot <laughs> about certain things. I have a list of things they did, so go ahead and continue. But um, as we move on as a country, the U.S. government releases more information. Um, some being the test that they did back in, back in the day with. All right, so let's go over the list of um, crimes that CIA committed in Puerto Rico. So, um, first, they did experiments on the locals in Puerto Rico. The first one, they tested dangerous contraceptives that they could not test on animals in the U.S. And they tested it on the local women of Puerto Rico. And then they tested, they want the, the forest of Vietnam. It's very similar to the forests in Puerto Rico. I'm sorry, jungles, not forests. So they went and then tasted Agent Orange there to see how well it deforested everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Um, so the theory, if you want to continue now that I've got my list of um, CIA crimes out of the way, you know, I, I, that's before we uh, continue, the thing you should know is I have a soft spot for um, government-based um, conspiracy theories. A huge soft spot for those. So, whenever you see those come up, just know that I was the one that picked it. <laughs> but with this one, what I think is very interesting is the belief is that this was something released by the CIA, by the U.S. government, for population control. Oh, really? Not okay. only population control, and you can, and this is where it splits because I feel it's all part of the same conspiracy. But this was a weapon for war. That's what I heard. That was then turned into population control because as 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 much as people want to argue, most war and most things come down to population control. When there's too many people, it outweighs the government of whatever wants to control. So I think it was a weapon of war originally. And then they were like, hey, you know what we could do? So we can control the population. And you control the population by the livestock. Okay. And <clears throat> which is why people believe the, the reason that this also kind of fits into this is because they didn't want to kill the people. Mm-hmm. That's not what they want to do. They just want to make it harder for people to live. Make it makes me as make if, you if rely things, more on the government. And um, if they start to rely, if they if their food source run out, runs out, <laughs> and there's only so much food to go around, people are going to kill each other for food. You know, there's going to be all sorts of ramifications that lead to less people. I get, I understand that one. All yeah. right. So that's really where it comes from, and I think this this theory is really interesting, and I think it's plausible. I don't want to rule it out. All right. There is a lot of connection to this. There's also to me. I've made connections between 
the CIA releasing this as a weapon of war to aliens. Now, let me connect this I'm for you. I'm listening. Let me connect this for you. Between the hurricane and between the testing the CIA has done in Puerto Rico, there are military bases and UFO sightings in the general area of Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. which I think is really interesting. Are those aliens? Possibly. Could it possibly be the U.S. government doing things they did not announce that they were doing? Possibly. More, more than likely. Um, I think a lot of the earliest UFO sightings were actually the U.S. testing planes. Isn't that correct? Yes. And All the right. reason being is we are actually the only government in the world that launches our airplanes at night. Our Navy. We, we launch off of Navy ships in pitch black. And we can launch and land on our Navy ships. No other country does that. Nope. So um, I'm a, I'm kind of a a plane and military nerd. So I'm going to be the first one to tell you that whenever um, I'm playing DCS, which is Digital Combat Simulator, whenever you're flying the F-18, it gives you little indicators on the HUD, and it uh, gives you speed control. So you can literally just follow the points on the HUD, even if the aircraft carrier was pitch black, you would theoretically be able to land on it. Mm-hmm. So now there's, there's I all- thought that other countries also had that kind of capability. No, and, and the reason is there's so many actual variables when you get behind the plane, but I was watching this documentary about this, but the U.S. has, like, pinpointed it. Yeah. So, like, it's almost like a 90, I want to say it's like 97% possibility of you landing on this tarmac. Okay. And, like, pitch black. One plane in the last, like, three years, as far as I'm aware, of the U.S. military yes. has fallen in the ocean when attempting to land on the carrier. Yeah. And that was during daytime because of equipment failure. Exactly. And that made headline news. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's, that, that's that supports a 99% chance that you're going to land on it. But the fact that, again, and this, this supports the theory that the U.S. government can do basically anything they put their mind to at this point. Mm-hmm. So is it possible that the government not only made this weapon of war, but made the people think that these are aliens from another world? That, that wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> We'll get into it later, but there's all kinds of things that even the government has fessed up to or been convicted of, of just, like, blatantly, like, oh, no, this is awful. You shouldn't have done that in this year. It's like, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and, I mean, this, and that connects to so many other conspiracy theories that we'll get into along this series. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a blast. So, um, the other one that I, um, to get into being a weapon of war, this was, um, the theory that I read was that it was made to resemble the Japanese Oswa, I think is what it was pronounced. Yes. So um, the reason why it was created this way is Japanese had a legend in a lot of their forests of a vampire. And so um, there was several cases where um, the Americans would intentionally leave bodies that, that were originally killed and slit them, slit their like Achilles heel and just let all the blood drain out and leave them hung there. And leave, make it look like a vampire basically killed them. Let all the blood drain out of them. That is crazy. And so the theory is that the Americans wanted to kick that up a notch. And they wanted to release an actual animal that could do that. And theoretically... No, like I said, I'm saying theoretically a lot. But theoretically, you make a... You make an animal that just... Decides to only eat blood because the protein in the blood is enough. Or maybe they... Hell, um, 
there's diseases that make you ignore your own self or self preservation. So what's to say they couldn't just make it feed on blood? Mm -hmm. But of course, that's getting into like I don't even know how that would be possible. But that's the theory is that the CIA made this thing so that it could scare the hell out of the Japanese and give them actual proof of like, holy shit, this thing is draining our soldiers of their blood. What the fuck? And scare them into, um, just shake the morale of the Japanese forces. Man, historically, we have not been kind to the Japanese. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> you know what's the worst part? The kindest we've been to the Japanese was after we nuked their mainland twice. <laughs> Man. And then we're like, let's send a chupacabra. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> but, I mean, that's crazy that these are the theories that have come out about this. And there's so many, so many, there's two variations of this uh, animal. I think, because it's so new, I think it might be a cross hybrid mm -hmm. that could have been modified in a lab. Possibly by the U.S. government. That See, that's really that, out into the population. That's that's a very possible one. That's that's where I was like, is it why? But the thing that I got stuck on was why in the in the Southwest would they release one or two just at random? Like you could say it's the same thing with like they let hunters take out three elk a year in this area of the country, for instance. Mm -hmm. You could say it's the same thing as like they've ran the numbers and they decided this is how many people. This is how many animals need to die in order to keep the population in check. But my other thing is, like, why would they do it, like, it almost seems random. It almost seems like it doesn't make sense mm -hmm. when they do it. So it, it seems more like that's an accidental thing, like a mule being made on accident, because it's just wild animals being wild animals. Now, it's, it's really interesting. Like, why why would it be the Southwest? Why, why would it be Puerto Rico? I think Puerto Rico makes more sense. Because they do a lot of testing there. They do not have the same privilege as the mainland United States has. Mm -hmm. uh, the CIA doesn't can't do anything on the U.S., but they will do it over abroad. In a territory. <laughs> yes, in a territory. That was the thing. It's like, technically, nobody can stop them because it's a U.S. territory. But technically, because it's a U.S. territory, they're allowed to do whatever they want. So it's yeah, because 50 states is a nice round number. We want to make it awkward to make it 51. <laughs> No, that'd be bad. too nice. <laughs> nah, we, we already have a flag for too long. We can't add stars. <laughs> um, Change is dangerous. Come on. But that makes sense. Now, my theory for why it was in Texas and why it was in this Midwest, and this is where we can break this on, because if we agree, uh, I think we're kind of on the same page of where we kind of lie on the plausibility of this. Have you heard, and this was, I want to say, a couple years ago, there was a truck driving monkeys that were carrying a, a certain disease that ended up tipping over and the monkeys got loose. And when the driver was questioned about why he wasn't more careful with the cargo, he was told he was traveling with cats. No, I didn't hear that. And he was unaware of the cargo he had. So that is a theory that I have is why it was in the Midwest. It was transported from possibly the West Coast Mm -hmm. going east, getting closer to Puerto Rico, and somewhere in that, they lose a shipment container. Okay. Or okay. animal gets out. Or, they have something in, like, say, New Mexico, 
where a lot of interesting things happen. And, and we'll get into New Mexico and Roswell and Los Alamos. There's a lot of things in New Mexico that happens. If there is a lab in New Mexico that was making these creatures, is it possible that one got out? And from New Mexico to Texas... It's not that far of a drive. It's not that far. I mean, you can do a day drive and barely make it to the other side of Texas. But <laughs> if you just want to get to West Texas, you could. And theoretically, if a population tried to recreate, which they usually do, that is usually their sole purpose, um, generationally, they could make it to one side of one side of the country to the other. So Yeah. And if we're, if we're doing the weird science that they use in Jurassic Park, they made the mistake in the first movie mm-hmm. that these animals they produce. Yeah. And life finds a way, but also they're coyotes. They're, they're, they're at least from all the DNA evidence, they're, they're, yeah. they're based coyotes. Okay. They're, they're at least mixed with coyotes. Those fuckers live anywhere. <laughs> they do not, they will live in cold. Anywhere they will live in everywhere. heat. Like they, if they there will. is food, they are there. Yep. So I think that is definitely plausible. I think that's kind of where we're landing on this mm-hmm. is that it's plausible, but how plausible? Yeah. I think there's an answer to this. I don't think that there is a cryptid. Mm-hmm. I, I would not consider it a cryptid, which is where people online have argued, is this an actual cryptid? Or is this just sightings of a a mule, for instance, or a, a rare animal? Yeah. I, I, I definitely say this is more rare. I do think it's interesting, and it's something that should deserve more attention to, but I do not think it is something of the unnatural and unknown. All right, all right. I can see that. Yeah, that's definitely where I'm going. It's, it could be lab based, in my opinion, and it's more likely to be lab based than alien based. But more, most likely thing in my opinion is a natural fluke, yes. something that just happens from time to time. And I'll go ahead and show pictures if I can find them of the chupacabra that they had at my school that kept us locked in but also show the pictures of the chupacabra quote unquote that my uh girlfriend said that looks more like a mange coyote than the chupacabra but you know it's i didn't kill it so i can't tell you for sure yeah that's i agree like this is something that i think is very interesting that i'm really glad this was our first one because the chupacabra is so new mm-hmm. and i say new because 95 i mean Dude, Bigfoot sightings have been okay. So it's it's up there as one of the top like four cryptids. Let's say with yes. Lo- the Loch Ness monster, Bigfoot. Um, shit, what's another one? Chupacabra, Mothman. Mothman. So it's up there as one of the top five or so. And it wasn't the first sightings weren't until nineties, and the first the mention nineties. Yeah, and the first mention of it was in like a eighties movie, and it wasn't even in reference to. The chupacabra sightings we were talking about. It was a goat sucker. Yeah. They just used it as the goat sucker. Yeah. I think that's really interesting. And I mean, like, I I do agree that it's up there. But I think as more people get into conspiracy theories and the unknown, this is going to start declining in popularity Mm -hmm. for the reason that there are so many native, American native cryptids that are building popularity and because we're in like the Navajo area and I have quite a few native friends, I hear more and more of these native stories and folklore and warnings, I should say. Yeah. Um, which I think are crazy. Um, one thing I do want to say is I personally do not want to talk about much about 
native um, lore on this channel if I can help it. Just because whenever I went over to my friends, um, I went to a... See, I almost said what the ceremony was right there. <laughs> and I'm not supposed to be talking about what the ceremony actually was or anything like that. He didn't want to tell me anything until he knew what he was allowed to tell me. And he, yeah. even then, whenever he's like, I'm afraid I'm going to slip up, so I'm just going to let my grandma and grandpa tell you. And so I I went to the... Um, the I'm trying to think of the ceremony. The the ceremony I went to the the area where we had the ceremony it was up in northern Arizona, um, and I was told a bunch of stuff, and I'm afraid that I am going to be stupid and I'm going to slip up and say something I shouldn't have. So I would personally like to stay away, away from, from skinwalkers and whatnot. I, I, I feel <laughs> we will start talking about that if we can find a guest who would be able to inform us a little bit more about these, or say, "Hey, shut up." And you know what? I, I have a, like I said, I have a friend who's told me a lot about this stuff that oh, he only told me with, under the guidance of someone else. So if I can get him on the show, that'd be mm -hmm. a perfect guest to say, shut up, don't say anymore. Yeah, because <laughs> you have things like Skinwalkers, the Fresno Night, Nightwalkers. You get into the the uh, red-headed giants mm -hmm. of North America, which were believed to be killed off by the natives that were here. Which I think is another fascinating story. I haven't heard that story actually. That one's really interesting. So that's a good one. That what we can get into. But oh, who is joining us? What did Something. he say? I can't read it. It said Loch Ness. I don't know who. Loch Ness. Oh, is, is that Lo Is that Nacho? It's it's um, Nacho Libre. Sorry. Oh, what's up, Nacho Libre? <laughs> so um. Yeah, that's one of the things. Is um, I would love to get into that and that's the thing that like if we had jason here my boy jay integer he's he has a great youtube channel he just uploaded a video it was like two and a half hours of just me and my friends um before um it was like a memorial of all the footage he had saved up of um my one friend that recently mm -hmm. um passed away and so it's a great video go check it out it's great i love it i haven't i mean finished watching it. i just had to stop for a second if you understand um <laughs> it's un i understand oh okay so um where was it before that now shout out to your boy shout out to my boy because i would love to have him on the show because I'd be able to talk about stuff like that and there's just all kinds of stuff that'd be freaking great to talk about so um we've got the native american stories and that was one of the things that i remember what i was going to say when we first started going into it but you start talking about more about native yeah. american legends one of the things is I thought this was, you said this was going to be like declining in popularity, but I also think the same reason it's declining in popularity is going to be the same reason why it's going to be people's great first step into conspiracies and mysteries. I, I agree. Because that's the whole reason why we chose this, because not only is it, it's mysterious. There's weird sightings, you know, there's multiple sources, there's conflicting data, there's lots of different possibilities, but there's also a very, a much more concrete theory and possibility in the end. Which is why I think it's a great one for not only us to start on this channel, but also a great one for people to start researching their own conspiracies. That's, in my opinion, the best first conspiracy for anyone to get into. Yes, I, I, I agree. And again, we're, we're talking about not only cryptids, but we're talking about mysteries in general. It could be murder mysteries. Uh, one that I would love to bring up uh, probably in the, in the first 10 is uh, John Bennett Ramsey. And, and this is more of just a, a peek into this, but there has been new information released about the killing of John Bennett Ramsey. Remind me, John Bennett Ramsey. It was a, uh, she was a child 
who is in beauty pageants. Okay, I literally just watched a video on this. I kid you not, like two days ago. I think I sent you uh, an article headline about. I didn't even get to watch that. So on my um on my YouTube playlist of Watch Later that I listen yeah. to every day um, while I'm at work, um I I keep the Chupacabra videos on there until we've did this. I'll probably mm-hmm. delete them after we're done. But I also have a bunch of um the I think it's called the Dark Criminalist or something like that. Yeah. This guy that and we're gonna have to go into that one because it's still a, a cold case on that. And um, before you bring up the new evidence, I think we should save that for its own video because I, I've got yeah. some opinions about that one. There, there's a lot going on with that. Uh, I would also love to talk about the Loch Ness monster. That one's a good one soon, because there's also more information coming out, uh, out about the Loch Ness monster and new photos being released. So I think that's very interesting in the world. But please comment, let us know. Uh, this will probably go up on YouTube, Spotify. Please comment, let us know what you guys want us to talk about. We'll probably have our next topic picked out before we record uh, our next episode in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're going to take about a week to, uh, I would say, educate ourselves about this topic a little bit more. Because we're interested and we've heard a couple podcasts about each topic, but we want to get in-depth and talk about some highlighted points and stuff. And, and obviously, as we go along, this will be a little bit more organized. And, but I think this is a great first start. I love the Chupacabra. I love the fact that we're kind of on the same page about this and where yeah. we're ending it. I know um, I know. on that next one we're both going to be divided. I uh, On the um, – what was her name? The young girl – the young beauty pageant girl. Oh, John Bennett Ramsey. I found out it was actually pronounced John Bennett like it's French. Oh, it probably, it probably is. I found out one of them was listening to that video. But John Bennett Ramsey, yeah, I, I have a feeling we're going to be divided on that one. So – um. Right before that one, I would like I would love to do the assassination of Martin Luther King. I would love I would love to get into this. <laughs> all right, all right. So we'll go ahead and we'll put like a top five, and then you guys let us know in the comments or um, you know what message we'll do? us. Let's do a poll on Instagram. Okay, we have an Instagram. It's at the Bunker Bo- uh, Bunker Buddies podcast on Instagram. Uh, we'll be posting stuff. I'll probably post reels up on there about our previous podcast episodes. Um, but I'm super excited. I'll post a poll. We'll, right. do, we'll post a poll on there. Comment on our YouTube. We'll take the information from both. And platforms. so, what we can do four on a poll, correct? I think four. I think four. So let's go: Martin Luther King, John Bonet, um, Loch Ness, and then what's the fourth one? Ooh, we have. I I literally have a list in front of me that's probably like fifty long. Um, so because we're doing Loch Ness is a cryptid. Mm-hmm. Martha Luther King is a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. John Bonet is a mystery. Is a mystery. Murder slash mystery. Um, what would be another one that would kind of fit into this that would be kind of in our realm? Should we do... Ooh, I, I'm like, there's so much to do. There's so many here. There's so much to do on this. Okay, so we can also... I think we can also do what used to be conspiracies, but is actually now um, known as fact. Like, for instance, MKUltra. I think MKUltra is a great one. Because Let's, now we have four things. We have the cryptids, we have the mysteries, we have the conspiracy, and we have the fact. The weird facts. Yeah. There we go. There we go. That... I, I love that. Thank you for bringing that one up because it's on here, but I love that. So this gives us a broad range of what you guys want to hear next. Uh, this is great. And shout out. 
Uh, shout out to Jordan who let us use her place. <laughs> our our supervisor's letting us do do it in her place because you know I've got. Uh, I'm glad I didn't do it over um, my place because I told you I didn't want to disturb my roommate. Yeah. Well, my roommate's got. I I pulled in today and there's like three cars in the driveway, that are did not belong to my roommates. I'm like, oh shit! I'm just gonna grab my shit and get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad we did it over here. I feel like that's a good one. What's up? Who's who's talking? I can't see. Man, I can't see. Bring, shit. bring the computer over here. Set it on the desk. Oh, hey, it's my girlfriend talking. Holy shit! Whoa. Yo, that doesn't even get in the way. Why didn't we have it here this whole time? Oh my god, that would have been so much better. Oh, this would have definitely been better. El Kukui. <laughs> I've got a funny story about El Kukui. Uh, so the monster. That, that's that's what the literal translation of yeah. El Kukui is. Um, is there any more hot sauce left over? Oh yeah, there is. This hot sauce, by the way, 10 out of 10. Oh, brought to you by my father. Oh, talking about food and drinks that we're having. I finished my beer. How'd you guys, how did you like it? It was good. I would... I've had a hard time since I turned 21 drinking hard alcohol. I think it's almost like a PTSD thing in my mouth because of, I threw up for the first time on my 21st birthday oh, over I alcohol. That. I love Bro, that. I don't remember much about the ride home. Um, but I do remember we pulled into Rilberto's parking lot or Filiberto's. Okay. We went through the drive-thru. And I was like, oh, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to open up the door so I throw up outside. And she goes, no, there's a garbage can over there. So I walk halfway across the parking lot, and I'm just vomiting. And I look over, and she goes, yeah, I'm like, victory vomit. It's all about the vomiting rally. And then I, I went back into the car. I held myself together till I got home, barely remembering the drive. And then I lay down the in my driveway, and I threw up. And my sister was like, are you all right? And she was just standing there watching me make sure I was all right. I'm like... I'm good. <laughs> I, I totally understand that. It happens to the best of us. Yep. So, um, um, okay, might be solved in the near future. Loch Ness and talking about Benet, talking about her murder might be solved in the near future. Sorry to my loving girlfriend who I, uh, like my favorite person in the world, by the way. Thank you for joining us. Um, so we're going to be, um, talking about, El Kukui eventually. Oh, and it's on the list. It is on the list. And um, what was one of the funniest thing is my dad's old electrician apprentice. Okay, my dad's a journeyman electrician. Um, my dad is many many things, but he is a journeyman electrician at the moment. Mm -hmm. And his apprentice is Hispanic. And so she tells a lot of the Hispanic, you know, um, folk stories like. Chupacabra El Kukui to her kids. Yeah. And for the longest time, she would always say that Tom is secretly El Kukui. My dad was secretly <laughs> El Kukui. And so anytime they'd be like, you want to see El Kukui? And eventually got to the point where my dad was like, ah, and everything. And so they stopped being afraid of, of El Kukui stories because of that. So yeah, that was, that was an interesting little... Oh, I love, I love that. I love I love these stories that we can actually connect to like us because white people don't have culture. I'm just gonna say the Southern United States kind of has a culture, even if it isn't necessarily a racial culture. It's kind of just an area of stories and what we get oh, used yes. to. So I, I think this is a great first podcast as well. Uh, we're coming up on our hour mark. We're at about 52 minutes right now. Oh shit! Yeah. So I think this is great. This is not only our first episode about Jupiter Copper, but this is also just an intro video. 
I really hope that you guys enjoy kind of what we're talking about uh, and what we're doing. Um, we, we got a couple of subscribers since we started on our Instagram account. Nice. So I really like that. Um, my dad, who doesn't follow me on my own uh, <laughs> Instagram account, has followed our podcast Instagram account. Nice, nice. So he'll, he'll see some of this. So I'm kind of excited about that. Um, a big one that I think we, we kind of like hit a couple times in this conversation, but aliens, I would love to talk about aliens in the future. Um, again, we have everything from like the Denver International Airport to the CIA. Oh, the Denver Airport. Oh, shit. That's another big one. Um, I talk to people from, I've been on a couple live streams and I've talked to people from Louisiana who have a couple of stories out there. About the swamps and whatnot. Yeah, the, the swamps, black magic, um, to just the witching hour. There's so much, the Cajun uh, wolf dog, there's so much that we can get into. I mean, I think we have plenty of, of stuff to move forward and I really want people to let us know what they want to hear. Yeah. And also, um, like Camilla Zero Zero, because you are um, the number one chatter in our stream today, you get to be a guest in one of our upcoming episodes. Hey, I, I, is that how we're gonna start picking guests? I actually think that. No, no, this just means it's my girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> I'm totally down for that. All right, yeah, I, I've, I've met your girlfriend a couple times. She's yeah. very sweet. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So, anything else you want to say before we sign off? Don't no. forget to check out our Instagram. Check out our polls. Um, my socials are uh, Blackout Brandon on Instagram, um, Raisin Brandon on Twitter. I'm so sorry, um, and Blackout Brandon on YouTube and Twitch, which is where we are right now. So go ahead and if you're watching this in either or you're listening to it on Spotify, and you want to see the video so you can see all the pictures that we're talking about and any other reference images. <laughs> my girlfriend's talking about how much she has to talk about with all this stuff. Oh, yeah. We, we're definitely having guests. Uh, oh, we, and have, I, we have co-workers. Oh, and... Um, I, have, I have people from Texas that want to join us. Uh, my, my girlfriend's mom, um, she is from Puerto Rico, and my girlfriend's dad is from El Salvador. Or, I have that backwards. My girlfriend's dad is from El Salvador. My girlfriend's mom is from P Puerto Rico. I uh, just said... Uh, girlfriend, is this correct? Please, okay. Please comment, let us know. My girlfriend's dad is from Puerto Rico. My girlfriend's mom is from El Salvador. There we go. Sorry. Does he even know your name? No. <laughs> I, I constantly refer to her as baby or my girlfriend. Exclusively. Okay. <laughs> I forget that I have... I, I you have a soundboard. I, I have a soundboard that I haven't even used all of them for. Alright, alright. Back to the outro. Anyways, anyways. If you're listening to this on Spotify and you want to see all the visuals, you want to see everything, go ahead and check out... Um, Check us out live at twitch.tv slash blackoutbrands. You can actually see our reactions. You can see us talking be become a part of the conversation. See, I told you. Mom, El Salvador, Dad, Puerto Rican. Okay. I, I, whenever I eventually time, got after to. After the fifth time. Okay. All right. And then um, uh, YouTube, Blackout Brand. I'm going to do a little bit of editing. I'll be zooming mm -hmm. in on faces. I'll be making funny noises. I'll try and replicate your soundboard. So, hopefully, hopefully you'll hear it. I, I really hope that you, you hear it through the stream. Oh, actually, you want to go ahead and hit that for me? Yeah, let me know if you guys hear it on the stream. No, they don't. Lame. Lame. <laughs> we'll, we'll find a way to make it because I know that when I stream, and on, you downloaded that um that those sounds right. Well, these are pre-programmed onto the actual podcast okay. recorder. Alrighty. Yeah, so you can enter. You can yeah, understand. They're pretty what generic sound. ones, so I can go you can, ahead. And you can hear search the sounds. Yeah, but again, you're gonna find all this on Blackout Brandon's account. You're gonna find um, this on our Instagram account, which is gonna be at the Bunker Buddies podcast. 
It's going to have all that. If you want to find me, it's JD underscore Griffin or JD underscore underscore Griffin, depending on what platform you're finding me on. Um, because sometimes platforms don't like one underscore, but they'll let me do two. Why? I don't know. But so I, I can't remember which underscore goes where. I think my Instagram is JD underscore Griffin. Go check me out on there. I think YouTube is JD underscore Griffin. I think Twitter is the one that didn't like my underscore, and it was JD underscore underscore Griffin. <laughs> so let me know. You'll find me. Um, yeah, my stuff is a little different uh, than this. This is something that I'm very interested in. Uh, but I can't wait uh, to see everything, and I really hope that you guys like it. Yep, and I think this went really well. I did too. All right. All right, first one down. Bunka Buddies! Bunka Buddies!